Hello to our audience on the Livestock Leaders podcast, powered by the Livestock Collective. I'm taking over from Millie today. It's Gina here, your host. I'm joined by Jane Maguire, a university student who is currently working with us for practical placement. She is working at the Livestock Collective for four weeks, learning about how marketing and communications play a vital role in the agricultural industry. Thanks for being here, Jane. How are you today? Yeah, really well, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So, Jane, we start each episode with the same question, and that is, what are the three words you would use to describe yourself? So, first word I would use would be independence. I believe I'm quite an independent person, and I've definitely grown on that as I am getting older. Um, I would like to think I'm quite optimistic as well, always take a good outlook on life. And thirdly, I think that I am a grateful person. I really appreciate the the life that I have and where I've come from. And from knowing you personally, Jane, I can attest to that you are. I thought we could start with a little bit about you. So tell us, Jane, where are you from? So I've grown up in a town called Cogenup, which is three hours south of Perth on the way to Albany. It is a mixed farming operation. We run both merinos and crossbreds, and we also do a bit of cropping as well. And we also have quite a few horses at home. My family are big into their riding. Yeah, they, they sure are. Um, <laughs> and you're a very good rider yourself as well. Just want to put that in there. So how did you decide you wanted to pursue a career in agriculture? So for me, growing up on the farm was amazing. I loved being out helping my dad with sheep work, uh, riding my horses around, having picnics out in the paddocks. And then that just became my passion. I went off to boarding school at the age of 13 and there I definitely lost my touch with the ag side of uh, life and what I really enjoyed because I wasn't seeing the farm as much, I didn't get to go home too much and I really discovered my creative side at school. I did art and photography and drama and yeah, didn't get to see uh, the farm too often so I then really didn't know where I wanted to be in life because I had grown up on the farm but had this other side that I'd, I had discovered about myself so leaving school I actually was enrolled in a course at Curtin doing design because that's what I thought I liked the best but then I took once I left school I went home because I knew I was going to take a couple of years off school very quickly within about three months of being home on the farm working for dad realized that that is where my true passion was reconnecting with the farm and just being out doing sheep work spending time with my dad learning from him I discovered that that is exactly where I needed to be in life and that my passion was with agriculture and I wanted to pursue that so I still think that I'll end up somewhere where I can draw on my skills that I learnt at school and I found as a hobby but um, going home after boarding school really made me realise how much I love the farm. Yeah absolutely and I think it's really difficult because you go you go to school in Perth and you sort of want to fit in um, to all of those norms and a lot of the time that means going to the things that everyone goes to and that sort of means that you don't get to connect back with the farm as much as you probably would have liked to. Yeah definitely on the weekends you just want to be with your boarding school friends and the day girl friends and things like that so I wouldn't get a chance to go home as much 
luckily for me, I ride horses and I play polo cross and I got the chance to play polo cross throughout school because my parents are absolute champions and they would work my horses for me during the week and then on the weekends I'd get a chance to go and play polo cross which was amazing and I can't thank them enough for that because that gave me the ability to still get out and do what I loved which was riding horses on the weekends. Yes and that's actually how we became friends because Jane came up to me, I was a little newbie and this little little champion came up to me and hello my name's Jane (laughs) (laughs) and the rest is history between Gina and I's friendship. (laughs) Yep, yep, really good mates now. I want to talk a little bit about your time away from school, I guess, gap years, what you got up to and how this has helped now living away from home. Yeah, so coming out of school, I knew that I did not want to go straight to uni. Um, I wasn't very enthusiastic about studying at school, so therefore I was like, nope, I need a break. I need to just go and do my own thing find myself a bit, grow up and travel before I even consider going back to uni. And I am so lucky because my parents were really supportive of that. They said, no, you go and, you go and do your thing and, and travel the world a bit first before you decide if you want to study. And I, so therefore I thought that going overseas was going to be the best option for me. Um, that's something I'd always wanted to do. I got a bit of a taste of Europe from when I was younger going on family holidays so I had booked a two-year visa to go and work in England and take turns every few months working there and then go and travel around Europe and the rest of the rest of the world come back and work for a while and I was so excited that was my plan I had it all set out flights booked everything and then of course COVID hit so my plans all fell through unfortunately I had to be reimbursed for my visa and for my flights and everything that I had booked and organised, which was really disappointing. And I really did struggle coming out of school and then experiencing that straight away. And I know there would be many young people out there that feel the same as me in that way. So I reassessed and I was like, look, I'm just going to actually work for a while and still take my two years off because I know that's what I wanted to do just to work and um, grow up a little bit before going back to study. So I was in my first year working for my dad at home, some local farmers around the area in Kojanup. I worked for a cousin in Broom Hill. Um, I was working for a vet for a while, a livestock contractor, doing machinery work as well, all different options, just getting as much experience as I could and quite a lot of it was working away from home just to learn something new not working for my dad the whole time expanding my knowledge a little bit in terms of farming and what's out there and so that's what I spent my first year doing out of school and then in the second year I got offered this amazing opportunity to move to Victoria for about five months to work as a polo groom so that meant I was looking after a polo player's string of horses, which I had looking after about 18 horses at the time by myself. And it was the best decision I made for myself to move over there and do that. The bloke I worked for was amazing. He was such a great boss. He trusted me with the responsibility of the job 
and I really heavily respected him and he has definitely shaped um, my views in a working environment and, and the expectations I have of a boss and then obviously how they then reciprocate that with me. So I was working there for, um, yeah, four or five months and got to do a bit of traveling, lived at this amazing place in Geelong, met some awesome people, got to ride every single day and that was a really great chance to move away and do something a little bit different for myself. And then I, afterwards, once I'd finished that job, I thought maybe I'll just stay over east and do a little bit of traveling for a while. Jane, I know that before you left for over east, you're a little bit sort of anxious and I guess just didn't really know what to expect. Um, did those feelings go away quickly when you sort of realized that it was such a good um, opportunity for growth? Oh, definitely. And I, I did get homesick at the start, especially I had just turned 19. And around that time that I left, I had quite a few good friends that were having birthday parties at home and still doing some awesome fun catch ups. And I did get a pretty serious case of FOMO a few times. But once I got so involved with my life over there and my work and when my my work just became a lifestyle that I really enjoyed that very quickly went away because I was just so happy there and I knew that what I was doing was enjoyable and for my better personal growth basically. Yeah and I think sometimes it's about being present with where you are rather than looking at everyone around you and being like oh look at what they're getting up to like as soon as you're present in where you are you're like this is great this is where I need to be and this is what I want to actually be doing. Definitely and I also owe that a lot to a girl that I was working with in Geelong her name is Lucia and she has become one of my best friends she really made that experience amazing for me. Um, yeah working there and I again loved my boss and was became just so involved with it and loved working there so that makes a difference too. Yeah absolutely. Um, from your I guess traveling experiences what were your favorite moments? Well so once I finished working as a polo groom I I had, didn't have my car over there with me in Victoria I'd just flown over there but I decided that I wanted to stay on the east coast for a while just even though COVID was still a bit scary at that time. Um, I suppose I had a bit of guts and <laughs> decided that I was going to stay over there and just make my way up the East Coast for a couple of months and do a bit of traveling to see the state while I, or to see that side of the country while I was outside of WA and at that stage couldn't really get back in because the borders were closed. So I got my car shipped over to uh, Melbourne and I picked it up. And I headed off up the east coast of Australia. I went from Melbourne up to then Canberra, Sydney. I went rural New South Wales, up through Queensland, and I went all the way up to Airlie Beach. And that was the best thing. I had so much fun. I was just by myself with a swag in my car, staying in backpackers hostels and traveling that side of the country. And to answer your question about a few of my favorite experiences definitely finishing up in Ellie Beach being in the Whit Sundays I got to go on a sailing boat there for a few days and I just felt like I was living in a dream it was sunny and beautiful and I'd met these awesome people that I was spending time with 
So that was a very big privilege to be allowed to do that, especially in such a time of uncertainty for everyone. Being able to have those really fun experiences really made it amazing for me. And another one, oh, I, I actually, through Polacross, made some great friends that lived uh, out near Narrabri, New South Wales. And I went out and visited them for a couple of weeks and got to see a bit of the countryside out there out that way which I um found so interesting seeing what they do out there there's quite a bit of cotton lots of broad acre cropping and the landscape is just so different to what I'd seen or where I'm from uh in southwest western Australia so that was definitely a highlight for me is seeing that side of agriculture out there in New South Wales yeah, and I think it was funny being um, Jane's friend because all of a sudden she'd been in a different state and you'd always be thinking, oh, where's Jane? Like, where's she now? What's she up to? And, and oh, she's in a different bloody state. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss the girl, honestly. It was a bit like that, especially trying to dodge COVID. I was just border jumping. I'd call my mum and I'd be in seven hours, eight hours away from where I was that morning. She's like, how did you get there? I'm like, I don't know, just trying to avoid, avoid COVID and do a bit of traveling and make my way around. I actually um, caught up with Jane's dad. We were at a conference together and I was like, oh, Janie is doing such a good job. Like she was so nervous to go out traveling by herself, but just look at her now. And he could not be more proud of you. And we just sat there for like five minutes saying what a legend you were. So no, you did a big, big step for someone that was your age at the time. I think it was like a massive move and it just shows though how mature you are. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I. It was, and I look back and can't believe that I did all the things I did and went to all the places I have. I would be here for hours talking about it now if you wanted to hear all my stories. But it was a big change, and I am so proud of myself for doing that. Absolutely. So let's move on to where you're studying now. I know, but for everyone who doesn't, where actually are you studying? So at the moment, I am studying at a university called Marcus Oldham, I am based in Geelong in Victoria and I'm doing a Bachelor of Business in Agribusiness and it is a two-year full-time course and I live on campus there so I was accepted at the end of last year and I was actually over east when I got accepted and at that point I felt like I because I was going to be moving away full-time for for a couple of years I wanted to go home and catch up with my family for a while before I came back over to the east. So I went home for a few months and then I did the move over at the start of this year with a few other people from Western Australia and it has been nothing but amazing since I've been there. It is a fabulous uni. The course is so great. I am learning new things every day and really appreciate being there and the amazing lecturers and my class is awesome. We have such a great bond. Um, Go Agwan, they're, they're a great crew of people and a great crew of young leaders in agriculture that I can see are going to be doing amazing things in the coming few years. I am very lucky to be there. Yeah, and you've recently had some great opportunities um, that I've seen. You went over to New Zealand. Do you want to discuss a little bit what you did there? Yeah, so with Marcus Oldham, we are privileged enough to go on a university international tour. The first year students get to go to New Zealand for 10 days so I've just uh, got back just a couple of weeks ago. Was there for 10 days visiting 
agribusinesses across the whole country. We started in Auckland and finished in Queenstown and it was amazing. I learnt so much and got to really experience the difference between Australian agriculture and New Zealand. Um, one of the biggest things was definitely learning about their impact on the carbon footprint and how they're tackling uh, their Paris 2050 targets and things like that, which I found so interesting to learn about through all the different businesses, which were banks, farms, um, studs, uh, consulting places. Uh, they all have very yeah different ways of doing things over there individually, but there is a, a big sense of union in the way that they are tackling those um, environmental issues, which I was really interested to learn about. Yeah, it's always interesting going to a country, obviously, because every single country, let alone like states, have different ways of operating. Um, and it is super interesting to see what the sort of agricultural space is trying to do as a whole to sort of, you know, reach those goals. Yeah, definitely. And just the way their landscape uh, determines how they farm over there was crazy as well. Like, it's so different to hear. And for all of us that are at Marcus, we're from all different spots across the country. Um, I'm from, you know, southwest Western Australia. We have a couple of people from, you know, northern Queensland, northern territory direction that have come from a very different landscape as well. And then going to New Zealand and seeing how they farm over there was so eye-opening. You have the collaboration of so many different people from different areas that it's great. Like I know going from uni just um, with friends that live up north, their production systems are completely different. So it's so great getting that input. Oh, 100%. You just get to network with these amazing people. And we're all there. All of us that are doing ag degrees at uni, no matter where you are at uni, we are going to be able to come out of these degrees and move forward in the industry with amazing connections that can help us in the future and I'm so grateful to to have those valuable friendships that I have going to Marcus that I can now move forward through my career and say that I know these people from here I can call on anyone that um, that I need help from because we've built such a great connection there through our shared love for ag yeah and I think that's one of my favorite things about ag is that everyone just wants to help each other out like everyone that I meet in ag is always like here I'll give you my contact details like message me if you need how good is that like it's not this competition as to who can who can be the best it's just everyone wanting to help each other out oh 100% and I feel like there is an excitement in in agriculture and being a young leader in ag at the moment I just think that people are happy to be here and really want to make changes and do well for the industry, which is so exciting to see. Well, I remember whenever we get together and we get chatting, it's literally like these two hour conversations about the future of agriculture. And I leave and I'm like, God damn, what a great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty good at bonding over that. We can geek right out about ag and the future. And I feel sorry for anyone that has to sit with us and listen to us. If you're a third party, so sorry because you're probably going to be bored absolute shitless <laughs> um okay so moving on so i guess this is every uni student's most feared question but what does it look like for you after you finish your degree what's on the cards so that is a hard question and 
I don't have a specific job title that I want to follow in the next few years, but I know for me, once I've graduated university, I'm going to be pretty career focused for the next few years. I really want to make a great name for myself in ag and within the livestock industry. That's where my passion is at the moment in livestock. So I would like to be able to combine my skills of the creative passion I have and working with people and designing and doing something that is in this communications and marketing role with a more practical side of livestock work as well because at the same time I love getting out in the sheep yards I love counting sheep through a gate it sounds silly but that does make me happy too so wherever I end up I really hope that I can find a spot where I'm going to be combining those two passions I have and making a bit of a name for myself in this career in this industry and then yeah I know and it's always super inspiring for myself to hear what Jane's up to because I think as a young person she's just doing absolutely amazing things so we've loved having you at the Livestock Collective what has it been like doing this actual work placement with us? Super insightful actually because yeah I've done especially my two years off from school I was doing those production roles I was working in the landmarking cradle I was driving the tractors all that kind of hands-on labor work and then coming here to do my placement has been really interesting because it's a it is an office role where I'm working on projects submitting you know documents that I've that I've created and talking to people about future projects and doing zoom calls and things like that so it's been really interesting to see what that side of um, being involved in the industry is like and I've really enjoyed learning about what that involves just to give myself an insight to see whether that's where I want to be doing something like this in the future yeah and how have you found the events we've been to a few events now it's always I feel good fun the first one I went to I was like this is actually really fun oh definitely so just uh, finished up at Darren Field Day uh, a couple of yeah last week and then we're going to Newtergate soon and that's so exciting I love that kind of work because um, I get to talk to people and network and communicate about things that I'm interested in and passionate about which is what more could I want really I get to project to people about how amazing the livestock industry is and all the great work that people are doing especially the livestock collective and their involvement in the industry so it has been right up my alley going to those events had so much fun meeting heaps of like-minded people and doing some awesome networking that I can then take away from this experience and hopefully draw on in the future yeah, it really is an extrovert's dream going to those events. Um, I feel sorry for our boss, Kate, who got pulled along to Darren as well. And I think by the second day, she was like, please don't actually speak to me too, because you're just yappering. Yeah, we did do a lot of chatting, um, but it was great fun. And I'd like to think our attitude towards it was amazing. We just were really happy to be there. Yeah, and Jane got a uh, little interview on the radio as well. Well, we both got an interview on the radio. I think that's what happens when you speak too much to people. You get dragged into things. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling quite comfortable behind this microphone right now because we um, met a couple of people at Darren, that, um, one of them being Jeremy Jones, who is a news presenter for ABC 
Midwestern Wheat Belt and he teed us up to do a brief interview on the breakfast show with him and we talked about the podcast and what that involves and how happy we would how happy we were to be there at Dowron. So I love those kinds of opportunities where I get to yeah, speak to people and and basically run my mouth on a microphone. <laughs> Yeah, it was really quite good. I, I don't think he expected us to actually turn up the next day. Um, it was over like our dinner that we were like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And then the next day he was like, there's no way you girls are actually going to rock up. And there we were, bloody seven o'clock in the morning. Hello. <laughs> yep. Give us an opportunity to speak and we will take it. That is for sure. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to a new little segment called Country Quickfire. So, Jane, are you ready? I'm about to quickfire some little questions at you. Okay, hit me with them. Okay, what is your favourite country song? Oh, so at the moment on repeat, I have had Song of the South by Alabama playing. It's just so catchy. I love it. Yeah, I know. Some of those country tunes are too damn good. So, what car do you drive? I drive a Holden Colorado dual cab ute. And I've seen Jane go four-wheel driving. She absolutely gives it to it. <laughs> I don't mind, um, yeah, taking it on the beach and having a bit of fun, that's for sure. She doesn't mind breaking the suspension. <laughs> okay, what's your favourite country pub? Oh, well, down south at home, I have had a few great nights at the Cranbrook pub. Um, the Koji pub is a good spot obviously because that is home but I have also had a great few times over east at places like the Finesford pub in Victoria that was my local when I was working there last year we loved it there yeah always good ones what rodeo do you want to go to oh so Gina and I have ticked off a few from our rodeo bucket list but I think I'm still a little bit of an amateur and I'd love to get up north one day and go to places like Panawanica. I've always heard that's such a great rodeo. Yeah, Pana has just been for everyone that doesn't know and it did look really good. Oh, and the ones over east, I guess Jane probably will get to go to more than I have at the moment, but um, we're really keen to check some of those out too. Definitely. Now a controversial one. What Aussie state is the most country? Oh, so this is a very tough question and some people could be very unhappy with me, but, oh, see, I haven't spent enough time in country Queensland, but I know those guys have some big hats and some bigger boots, so they're very country up there. But, of course, West is always best. I love it here at home and, yeah. <laughs> I think if we went to a Queensland rodeo, we'd be just absolutely buckle bunny plastered on our foreheads, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I can ride a horse, but I can't ride a bull, so I probably talk way too much smack than is allowed. <laughs> um, Jane and me have, a, have, have quite a reputation for going to rodeos, too. I think it's the height difference always catches people out because it looks like I'm bringing my child to a rodeo um, and getting her drunk <laughs> yeah we get up to a little bit of mischief but um, always in good spirit and we have so much fun getting around those kinds of events 
Absolutely. So I think it wouldn't be true to the Livestock Leaders podcast if I didn't ask a classic Millie question. So what is a quote that you live by? Oh, my mum is probably going to be so upset that I'm going to say this, but she knows it is very true. I say this way too often. Um, She'll be right. (laughs) That's my classic go-to when I feel like I'm in a bit of a pickle and don't really know what to do or if someone's feeling a little bit stressed about something, oh, just, she'll be right. You'll get there. She'll be right. That's a classic Jane quote, I think. (laughs) I think that also ties back to your optimistic, how would you describe yourself? So that is very true. So that's all we have time for today in the podcast. But thank you so much for coming on, Jane. I've really appreciated you taking your time to record this with me. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, the Livestock Leaders and of course thank you to the Livestock Collective for hosting me for my work placement it's been a great opportunity and just one last thing before I go in lieu of Are You OK Day which is Thursday the 8th of September we want to recognise that Are You OK Day is an important day for creating awareness for mental health however every day is important to check up on your mates your loved ones and of course yourself if you or someone you know are struggling there are support networks available on which we have included in the show notes